Hello, I'm Neil Whelan and welcome to the Wesleyan Podcast. In the latest in our occasional series of getting insights from dentists around the country, we're talking to Hira Jamel. She's in the early stages of her career and has already lived through one of the most challenging periods she'll ever face, the COVID-19 pandemic. In the episode, Hira is talking to Laura Weaver about what it's been like being a young dentist during the pandemic, what to expect next, and how to tap into the extra support available to help young dentists in their career. So let's hear what they've got to say. Hi, my name's Hira. I'm originally from a small town near Manchester called Rochdale, and I did my undergraduate dental degree at the University of Birmingham. I'm currently doing my foundation um, practice scheme in a practice in Wolverhampton, and I am going into DCT training in Manchester from this September, so I'm really looking forward to that. And it has been a bit of a crazy year, yeah. So if we kind of just start off first of all, um, so how did you find being a dental student throughout the pandemic? Have you got like any kind of golden nuggets of information that you'd wish you'd been told that you'd like to pass on to others? So, I mean, we had a really unconventional finish to our five years at university. So normally in your fifth year, and I'm sure the current fifth years can relate, um, we kind of spend our time doing finals and then the last couple of months is doing more complex things in, in practice and learning a bit more about what life is like after university. But that was disrupted, unfortunately, due to COVID. So it's been a bit, yeah, crazy. There's been so much that we missed out on. And I think the most important thing being what life is like outside of um, university. Um, so we're obviously training for the five years to be competent dentists, but there's not really a lot of information given on how to actually function as a dentist. So things like your finances for people who aren't going into dental core training like myself when they go into an associate practice, um, how to be self-employed, things like tax issues, um, just basically anything to do with finance, so pensions, when you're paying your student loan off, that kind of thing. So there's obviously the side to it, the clinical side, which we're quite skilled with and practice with, but you don't really get that much information on just what it is being an adult in the adult world, I guess, which is a bit difficult and you're kind of learning through trial and error. So have you kind of had to seek advice elsewhere, just kind of um, broaden your knowledge on those kind of areas that you kind of don't really get told anything about? Yeah, the best kind of source for advice is other dentists, so older dentists, um, people who've just gone through it, so like dentists in the year above who were at the same university as me. But also we have had a couple of um, study days on finances and we were fortunate enough to get a talk from Wesleyan about things like the importance of income protection, because obviously when you go into an associate practice, you are self-employed, so you don't really have necessarily the same rights and um basic entitlements as someone who is employed so things like sickness pay um and something really important like income protection so obviously as a dentist you are using your arms and your hands a lot so if you were to break your arm for example how you would be covered whether you'd be covered and if you've got those protections in place and I think it's not really a lot of information about that is not really given and you just don't necessarily think it's going to happen to you until it does so I'm in that fortunate position where touch wood I've not never broken anything in my body so if I was to break my hand I would not know what I would do because obviously it's kind of a necessity if you you are a practicing dentist. Yeah absolutely and um, so in terms of like the um, advice that you've gotten did you go out yourself then to people above uh, in the year above and other practicing dentists and did they give you kind of kind of point you in the direction of where to go? Um, 
it's always sort of yes and no like every person has their own perspective on it so the most important point I've got from speaking to other dentists my own educational supervisor for example um dentist who went to university with me is the importance of good finances so having a good accountant behind you knowing what tax codes you fall under what is tax deductible because then you're saving yourself some money there by having a good accountant who can do that for you but also registering with hmrc self-employed and knowing when exactly you need to pay your taxes not necessarily how much but how much like as an estimate you need to put aside every month and so as not to be like shocked when you are having to pay all that money to towards tax that you have enough money to do that kind of thing and that's something that I like I knew in the back of my head that I would be self-employed but it's, it never really occurred to me until now when I'm obviously at the start of my career and hoping to go into an associate practice in the future that I actually need to start looking at my finances in more detail and being a bit more organised with things like that. And I know of quite a few people who I went to dental school with who have income protection and how important that is to them because you don't know, especially with current conditions with things like COVID, you don't know when you could be struck down with something and how important that will be, especially going forward for like thing, having to save money and working hours and just being good with finances and that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that sounds... It sounds like quite a stressful thing, like another thing on top of already quite a difficult and time consuming job and being a dentist is having all of this extra stuff on the side. So imagine you have to deal with quite a lot of stress. And so I know you've spoken with us before on a webinar with Confidential in terms of mental health of the profession. And that's something that you're kind of um, you provide kind of like a lot of insights on. So how how did you find being a dental student throughout the pandemic and what did you what did you kind of learn as you kind of moved on to the next stage of your career? So I was fortunate enough that I got, I, I'd like to think I got the full university experience minus obviously the graduation, which is a big side of things. And I did, my heart does go out to the current students in the pandemic, especially the first and second years who are supposed to be like going and having fun and going out. But I mean, during my time at university, I did suffer myself with mental health conditions, such as depression and anxiety. And I think, it's so important as a young dentist and as a dental student to be aware that you are going into a stressful profession, but that shouldn't necessarily put you off. You should just be able to have the confidence in yourself and um, push yourself to get the help that you need, which I know a lot of people tend to struggle to do because they think that it is a sign of weakness, which it definitely isn't. And there are provisions that the dental school put in place for me and I had people who I could talk to and I'm so thankful to them because without them I don't think I'd be in the position that I am today so it's just kind of finding someone that you can talk to about it whether that's a friend whether it's someone in the admin side of things at university or even a doctor because like the stresses don't get any easier as you said like especially in the current climate like going from university where it's quite a protective sort of bubble environment to then going into foundation training which again is is, protect, is protected but you are a lot more independent now and it's just knowing that you there are things and people you can go to for support such as confidential and it was really nice to actually be able to speak with um john lewis about that and how how much he's helping the profession because it's nice to know as a young dentist that i'm not the only one who's suffered with stresses anxieties and depressions and that there is health and support out there in terms of like the health and support um the, the health the mental health side of things and you kind of mentioned like the kind of advice what kind of advice were you given to kind of overcome like your anxieties with that so 
I mean, there's two sides to that, really. So at dental school, the best advice I was given was to just go and speak to a doctor, see what they say and get an actual diagnosis. And whether they could diagnose you or not, the doctors at universities have seen so many different students with an array of different issues. So they know what they're talking about. Um, but also other things such as counselling and therapies, that kind of thing, just being able to talk to someone and opening up that conversation because I always find, and I'm sure plenty of other people find that once they've kind of spoken about their issues, they do feel lighter. So just having someone that you trust and you can talk to, whether that's a friend, family member, a doctor, a counsellor, anyone, there are people out there who are willing to listen to you. And it's it can be difficult to, to open up, but it's the best thing you can do for yourself. But also outside of um, dental school, so with foundation training, we're under Health Education England and they've got provisions in place as well. So um, practitioner, Practitioner's Health, which is available for um, anyone who's in training, really, NHS dentists, NHS doctors, that kind of thing. And they provide support and counselling sessions if you do need it. And it's just about knowing who to go to. And I know this is something that's probably kind of going to be more relevant for younger dentists is the use of social media in terms of career progression so in your mind what 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 are the kind of pros and cons of using social media because I'm sure it, it would definitely have an impact on your mental health as well absolutely so I've got my own social media account for things to do with dentistry and dentistry related and um, there's days where I love it and there's days where I hate it so I love it for the reason that you get to connect with so many different people that you wouldn't necessarily normally connect with especially in the current climate that we're in where we can't physically go to conferencing events or networking events so I've met some amazing people through it but on the flip side there's that kind of sense of imposter syndrome and the comparison that you get with other people so I'm constantly comparing myself to other foundation dentists and thinking that I'm not good enough or even comparing myself to people who've been dentists for 10, 20, 30 years and seeing their amazing work. And it's just being able to realise that not everyone's going to put their bad days in social media and just to take it with a pinch of salt, because, like I said, it's a great way to network and to learn about new things and get mentors and that kind of thing. But also just being aware that every, the people who you're aspiring to be or comparing yourself to have had their bad days and their struggles and that no one's had it easy and everyone's had their own journey so it's just being able to separate yourself from social media because I don't know about yourself but when you're scrolling through social media it's so easy to be consumed by everything that you're seeing and to put yourself in a negative mindset. Yes I definitely would see that and you kind of see a lot as well on forums and stuff and you know we've heard a lot about trolls and social media and that kind of thing I'm not sure if it affects the dental side as much but that can be imagine you need quite a kind of tough skin when people are commenting either on the dental work that you've done or the ideas that you have and imagine that must be quite a difficult thing to deal with especially if somebody's actively disagreeing with you on social media and um, so I guess you need to be quite mentally resilient to that kind of thing as well yeah definitely definitely agree with that so if we kind of talk about um what what, what kind of come on, coming up for you now so how, how are you finding your foundation year how different is that to being a dental student it's very similar but also very different I know that's a very conflicting answer but it's similar in the fact that you've got protected time for things like study days and you are still having to reflect and do a portfolio um but it's so different in the fact that you are an actual dentist and you're you've got so much more freedom than when you were at dental school so I'm sure dental students can relate in the fact that you 
you'd be on clinics, you'd see a patient and then you'd have to go and present all of their presenting complaints, their medical history, that kind of thing to a clinician and then following them around and trying to get them to look at your patient. And it is very time consuming, whereas in practice, it's very much you've got a patient in there, you kind of go with it, you do everything. And if you need help, then your educational supervisor is there to help, but you're pretty much independent. And that's it's a big learning curve, but you learn a lot as well. So I, I was, I'm fortunate in fact that I'm in a very mid to high needs area so I've seen a massive range of things and I think it's just kind of what you put into the year so the more you put in the more you'll get out so if you're willing to do the more complex things and see difficult not difficult patients but complex patients who've got an array of dental needs then you will learn so much but you're not alone in the fact that you've got to do it yourself you do have support from your educational supervisor but also other associates in the practice so it's a great year to learn and the thing that's kind of upsetting for me this year is the lack of social contact so normally you have study days um and those study days are a great way to kind of network with other people within your scheme but because of covid they've all been placed online so i'm sure all the dental students can relate in the fact that it's not as good as being in person so i've missed out on that bit but all in all it's been a really good year and i can't believe how quickly it's gone like i'm, I'm almost at the end of it now and it's it's crazy yeah it does sound like a lot to, <laughs> to kind of uh... <laughs> within one year so I guess that can like nicely lead me on to like what's next for your career then how are you looking to move forwards I'm still a little bit clueless about what I want to do in the long term but I would know that I want to get as much experience as possible so after this year and if I've completed it to satisfaction which hopefully I will then I will be going on to dental core training at Manchester which is where I'm from and I'm really excited about that so it's a maxillofacial year and I'll be doing um, overnight on calls as well so it'll be sort of like being a junior doctor but from a dentist perspective and I'm really excited it's going to be a very intense year and I'm going to be exposed and thrown into the deep end but again I've been asking so many of my friends from the years above who've gone on to a Maxfax DCT rotation advice and they've told me yeah it's going to be tough but you're going to learn so much and gain so much confidence um, so yeah I'm really looking forward to that and then after that, I don't know whether I'd go on to DCT2 or not, or whether I'd go into an associateship. But all I know is that I want to experience as much as possible before kind of deciding on a concrete career path. I think as a young dentist, it's it's difficult nowadays because a lot of people have the same experience as you. So you need to kind of expose yourself to different things and get involved with different societies, for example, and really put yourself out there to get to gain that network but also the experience which I think is really important when um, recruiters and dental practices are looking at your CV so yeah I'm just kind of going to go with the flow I've got a bit of a plan in my head but I think it's important to know that not everything works out necessarily as obviously we can tell from the, the past year so just kind of going with it and seeing what what opportunities fall my way. And you kind of mentioned there about um, like getting as much experience as possible. Is Do you find that quite daunting in terms of trying something new for the first time? And how do you kind of cope with that? It is really daunting. Like when I got my offer, which was about a month and a half ago, I was so excited. And I still am excited, but it's kind of the closer I'm getting to September, the more it's hitting me that I'll be doing things that require so much more like thought to it. Like within dentistry, like 
at the end of the day, provided you do everything well and you check medical histories, you're not necessarily going to kill someone. But when you're doing dental core training, you're seeing people come in with really bad facial traumas, massive swellings, like it, it can be a matter of life and death. So the responsibility does increase. And I think it's even more of a learning curve than from going from dental student to foundation dentist and now to a Maxfax DCT. So yeah, it's going to be really daunting. But I think the best thing I can do for myself is just to be prepared and get in touch with um, people who've done the same thing and, and get that support from them and to know that I'm not the only one who's going through it as well and yeah but it's going to be really exciting I'm really looking forward to it. It sounds like you've got it all planned out and it does look sound like <laughs> a really exciting opportunity for you. You've got any kind of final thoughts that you'd like anyone to kind of um, think about if they're kind of moving on to the next stage of their career? My main learning point really to take away is that it's great to have a rough idea of what you want to do but to be flexible with your plans so things don't always go to plan as we as has de it's been demonstrated by this year like I thought yeah it's great fifth year I'm gonna get more experience with more complex things with the help of my clinicians and have a, a great end of the year go out enjoy the rest of the year and then have a graduation and then go into foundation practice but COVID kind of ruined that and I was not practicing dentistry for a good chunk of the year so it was really daunting but just being able to put yourself out there know what your limitations are know what you kind of like and then if you like something to explore it more if you don't like something just get more experience in it because if I don't like something for example more complex extractions for example it's because I don't have the experience and I'm nervous from doing it so it's just being able to be flexible and fluid with your plans and if if one plan that you've got in your head doesn't work out and materialise then it's not the end of the road for you there's other avenues to explore so just kind of taking any opportunity that you can get and using it for self-growth is, is really important. That's, a, that's some great advice there for um, people that are looking to move forward with their career so thank you very much it's really been really insightful um, and yeah hopefully speak to you again soon and see how you get on in your the next stage of your career. And that's our show for this week thanks to Hira and Laura. If you want to find out more about what Wesleyan can do for you, you can visit our website at wesleyan.co.uk where you'll be able to learn about our full range of services as well as book a no-obligation meeting with a financial consultant. You can also find us across the social media channels by searching for us on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram as well as at Wesleyan on Twitter. But that's it for now. So until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>